Before we get to this episode of Transmission Times, I wanted to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. It's called Shelter in Place. And in essence, it's one woman's audio diary during this pandemic. But Laura uses life with COVID as a springboard to talk about past experiences and a wide variety of topics. The episodes have made me laugh, made me cry, and have made me feel like somebody gets what I'm going through. I hope you'll give it a listen. Here's a glimpse of what Shelter in Place sounds like. This is Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Each day, in the amount of time it takes to enjoy a good cup of coffee, I share stories that are helping me survive right now. Stories that live in the tension between joy and grief that remind us that even when we're at our worst, we're not alone. I hope you join me for Shelter in Place on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you listen. And now, on to our episode. This is the Transmission Times. We are all lost in time. I've heard a lot of people say after a couple of weeks or so, is that it feels like Groundhog Day. We can't remember what day it is. Can't believe that it's already five o'clock. Can't believe that, you know, it's already Wednesday. Like days go by super fast way faster than before. Like people complain like, oh, time flies by, but this is next level of time flies by. My cousin shared a meme where it said, and just like that, nobody ever asked stay at home moms what they do all day again. And I thought that's absolutely right on. Whenever somebody asks me what I've been up to, I have no idea what I did like two hours ago. Even though the days are the same, it takes me a while to kind of pull up from memory what I've been doing. And it's, it's a very strange phenomenon to live. This is something that's been a real problem for literally everybody I know. And for me, the analogy is like, when you go camping and you set up a tent, you have to have all four of those stakes in the ground or your tent's not gonna stand. And That's what I feel like not having my day job has done, is it's removed one of my tent stakes. And the tent is not standing up very well. (laughs) It's flapping around in the wind. From Nisner in South Africa. So I'm thinking, realizing that I take solace in my kitchen Busying myself with my ferments, broths, and making cheese. Organizing the bottles to make more room for fresh market delights that can be dried and preserved. Gives me a purpose and allows allows me to be doing something that could bring comfort, healing, and pleasure to others. Four weeks ago, I posted a picture on Facebook, of a large knitted map of a little Welsh town I used to live in. Some of my village commented on my post that it might be a fun thing to do here, as Bramley is a lovely little village. Now we have formed a lockdown knitting group. I've ordered the wool. I'm designing and making patterns. My porch is turning into a knitting hub with a basket of wool and envelopes containing patterns. 
The project will take longer than the pandemic, I hope, and eventually we will have a lasting piece of art that will serve as a reminder of these rather odd circumstances that we find ourselves in. So life in isolation for a PhD student is pretty much normal. (laughs) And I guess in some respects I find myself lucky that I am in the part of my PhD where I'm writing up and am supposed to be isolated anyway. (laughs) I don't even remember what kind of life we had before all this. Yeah, (laughs) and that's something that I noticed over and over again. And a lot of people say the same, like how quickly you can adapt to such a strange situation and how quickly it can become normalcy. It's a strange time, actually, five weeks or so into lockdown. Definitely feeling a bit fatigued with it all. And because it all gets a bit normal, Sometimes you can feel less anxious, even though the risk of catching to coronavirus is still the same as it was four weeks ago, really. Woken up every morning, hoping for normality, being bombarded by the more difficult, life-changing decisions having to be made for others, having to be made by us. Container ships in a line waiting to offload. Life is on hold. Laughter and kindness, gratitude, looking for the ups, we get through the day. With a different perspective, can this pull us together as a country, as a world? I think I've gotten really good at estimating distance. Like this social distancing thing with all the numbers in Europe, we have meters. So you ideally should stay two meters apart if you're not walking and there's no wind. It was pretty eerie the first couple of days of walking, going on my walk with my sister-in-law. And, you know, you see somebody and you see me freak out a little bit when you see them walking towards you and you think okay who's gonna who's gonna move who's gonna move to the road is it us is it them it's interesting how how much my mind goes into this like calculating mode where are they going how far are we from them where is the wind blowing from uh if they're running do they wear a mask don't they wear a mask And then finding yourself, like, really um, kind of (laughs) judgy in a way to people who don't move and are super (laughs) close to you and you think, excuse me, um, that's not two metres. It's kind of a dance that's going on and sometimes I feel bad that I do this because it's kind of ridiculous when you see it from the outside. But, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of necessary because otherwise you can drive yourself mad or I could drive myself mad with oh what if that person kind of could have been the one like all these possible scenarios. In particular up north in Northland where there are Maori communities that are vulnerable 
the fact that they have taken it upon themselves to really protect their community by keeping others out, which has, I think, been really um, vital and is a good move on their part. For the first two weeks, the main road that goes out of Hamilton to the south uh, was empty, and then Good Friday rolls around and there's just cars back to back trying to go on holiday still, uh, despite being on this lockdown where we can't actually move out of our region. Communities that are typically hotspots for holidays really were coming together to try and reinforce that actually no please don't come in we only have one small supermarket that can actually provide food for our local people who live here year-round holiday makers you just really need to call your jets and go home i choose the gratitude the togetherness the closeness the support God's favour in front of me, behind me, all around me, inside me. Amen. I'm worried about my friend who is a high school teacher for at-risk students. And since they've gone virtual, she's completely lost touch with the small group of students she had that were homeless. She has no idea where they are or what happened to them. I'm looking forward to doing things that I took for granted, like popping into a store (laughs) just to look around. What I'm looking forward to the most is yoga in studio. I miss the heat in the classroom, the camaraderie, the conversations I have afterward, and practicing without my family walking by multiple times as I'm doing my practice. I'm looking forward to seeing my grandchildren freely, having them over, having them make a mess in my house. I think that My greatest joy is going to be if life changes enough so that I can hug my daughter, her husband, and their new baby and go visit my sister in Virginia. That will be plenty for me. I'm looking forward to spending time with my friends in person. It feels like it would be lovely to be able to meet up with family. I'd love to go for a walk or a bike ride or a picnic or something. Go to Wisley Gardens and just relax in the sunshine with everybody would be amazing. So just trying not to hold on too tightly as to when that might happen because there's no way of knowing. I am waiting and waiting to be able to swim outside again because that is the activity that makes me feel most tuned up in every way. And I'm looking forward to recreating my life with a balance of some of the things that I've discovered now, that I don't always have to go to the store, that I don't always have to go somewhere and be busy, 
I'm looking forward to recreating my life in a way that's more intentional. Under six weeks ago, six weeks um, this coming Monday, things were really starting to ramp up and my husband and I made a plan to have me stay with my mom and so we were going to just look at it week to week. The big reason behind that was because at the time I was six weeks pregnant and he is an essential worker and I haven't seen him since then except twice through the window um you know as people think about people talk about and they ask about like you know what are you most excited about doing when this is over and like what are you looking forward to it's like I feel like it's just him Yeah. Just him. And I'd like to say a huge thank you to Jacinta, Judy, Alicia, Christina, Catherine, Diane, Megan, Jean, Sue, Joan, and Karen, whose diaries you heard in this episode. The Transmission Times Project is collecting audio diaries from people like you during this pandemic so that we can create an archive to document this moment in history. If you'd like to join the Transmission Times and add your voice and your story to the archive and possibly be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Please sign up at transmissiontimes.org slash join. That's transmissiontimes.org slash join. If you're happy just listening, 